Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. Today is day 921 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset of the culture or the authors. In order to help all of us to have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesday reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book called, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. I believe that all of us have heard or read about revisionist history. This is where history is rewritten based on a certain slant or paradigm. It does not necessarily contain false information, but selectively uses only certain factors that will lead the reader to think about this segment of history from a skewed perspective. Today's essay explores a similar situations about the kings of Israel and Judah. And today's title of the essay is Cooking the Books. Corporations cook their books. Politicians get caught taking bribes. Scientists sometimes fudge the data. Should the writer of Chronicles be judged in the same way? It is widely known that the books of First and Second Chronicles are a reiteration of the history of Israel found in the books of First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings. What isn't well known, though, is that the writer of Chronicles carefully and deliberately omits any negative material about David or Solomon from his historical record. Try to find an account of David's adultery or the murder of Uriah in First Chronicles. You won't be able to. Why would the writer of Chronicles admit it? History written this way isn't necessarily unreliable or deceptive. If I picked up a book entitled The Native American History of the Pioneer West, I know what I am getting. I have no reason to believe the contents will be misleading, but I have every reason to believe that the work is selective and incomplete. I know the book was written from a specific slant, so I won't take it as the last word on the American West. First and Second Chronicles deserves the same consideration. Those books went into the Hebrews Bible and later Bibles, along with the books of Samuel and Kings. Anyone who reads their Bible will learn about the unsavory acts of David and Solomon. No one would be fooled. Deception could not possibly be the point of the writer of Chronicles. There was another agenda, though. First and Second Chronicles were written during or shortly after the exile of the Jews in Babylon. Israel would once again have its own nation and leadership. The writer of Chronicles wanted the new generation returning to the land to remember and keep the covenant God made with David, and remember that his dynasty was chosen to rule. Disloyalty to David's dynasty had fractured the kingdom, producing a deviant religion and ultimately the destruction of Israel. The writer of Chronicles wanted to revive loyalty to David's line, and so David and Solomon are cast as ideal monarchs. The writer of Chronicles did not want to deceive, but inspire. In 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 14 through 17, we listen in on Solomon's prayer to God. And it goes like this. He prayed, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you under all of heaven and earth. You keep your covenant and show unfailing love to all who walk before you with wholehearted devotion. You have kept your promises to your servant David, my father. 
You have made that promise with your own mouth, and with your own hands you will have fulfilled it today. And now, O Lord, God of Israel, carry out the additional promises you made to your servant David, my father. For you said to him, If your descendants guard their behavior and faithfully follow my laws as you have done, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Now, O Lord, God of Israel, fulfill this promise to your servant David. And that will be a wrap for our essay for today. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue with the Old Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, Slaying the Sea Monster. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider and build your biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 900 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor. But most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.